everybody. Welcome back to another week of Ghost in the Scene. Welcome back. It's been a long hiatus, but I'm your host, Gio Chumpatazzi. I am glad you're with me again. But here with me is my co-host, Rob Thomas. Rob, how are you? I've missed you. How have you been, man? Oh, man. It's been quite the ride this last month. You know, Gio, I'm glad that we took our first step to doing our dark web episodes. Shout mm. out to the dark web. Um, you know, exclusive it, content, yeah. exclusive content. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to answer your question with the question. How did you feel about dark web versus light web? You know, you know this is kind of like the different Spider-Mans, you know? Exactly. It's the Miles Morales. It's the Tobey Maguire kind of scenario. I like Miles or Morales. Venom, Venom, Venom versus, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, exactly. Yeah. This is the Spider-Verse now. Exactly. And, I'm Nick Cage. I, yeah. I'm noir Spider-Man. I love it on the dark side. I, I like walking on the needle's edge, on, on the razor's edge, the cutting edge, I'd say sometimes. And I think that our, our detour into the dark side has helped me understand the essence of light. Because when you're so deep in the dark, you can't see light. And when you finally see it, it becomes a new object, you know, and, and you're able to perceive it in a new way. So I feel like our return to the light, we've been like little mice hidden in our little holes and we're out and we're proud. I feel like Mighty Mouse now. Wow. Yeah. I mean, big shout out to Miles. Big shout out to Toby, to, to, to Nick. Mm -hmm. uh, Andrew Garfield. Andrew, just like the, the whole crew mm -hmm. uh, for, for helping us navigate the web. Uh, it's tough. You know, that's, it's, it gets sticky. Especially like, when we don't have the spider powers that they, they do. So they were having to get us out of a lot of sticky situations. Luckily, we're astral humanists. And we're able to, you know, transfer our consciousness uh, away from, from terrible moments like that. But were it not for that, we would be probably still stuck in the dark web. So I want to thank, yeah, thank the Spider-Man team. We love all of you. Tom Holland, especially. You know, he's, he's a Brit. He's from, he's from um, the other side of the pond, as they say. And so for him to come all the way over here just to help us is really, it really says something about the unity of the Spider-Man team. And, and, you know, the vision that they have. So thank you, Spider-Man team. And thank you, Dark... You know, we'll be back on the Dark Web, web very soon. The Dark Web calls us. And I think uh, every now and then we're going to have to answer that call. But other than, you know, our trip down possibly... Um, I wouldn't say illegal, but we were definitely w witnessing a, a lot of very chaotic things on the Dark Web. How have you been, man? What, what, what have you been up to? Yeah, that aside, yeah, I mean, that was a whole trip, but, we, you know, we are multitudes, Geo. Like, we have flies outside of this as well. It's been, you know, it's it's getting to summertime, and, you know, I feel like my, my microchip is, like, going at full speed at this point. You know, I'm, I'm doing lots of different calculations. I'm just doing a lot of math problems in my head, like, okay, yeah, there was another one. Uh, and... I feel like it's going to be needed because we always say things are, you know, getting more intense and it's like, how much more intense can it get? Well, hmm. just wait, just hold on to your shorts, folks. Like the awakening is still happening when we're talking about, you know, ghosts in, in America, ghosts 
and the paranormal. And I think that we're seeing more and more, you know, we were talking about UFOs and, you know, there's a lot of truths that are coming up right now. You know, we basically live on a giant unmarked gravestone living in North America, right? And That's very true. And it's something that we're being reminded of every day. You know, they, they, they'll, they find all these unmarked graves. Yeah, you're talking Thousands about... Thousands of children. Yeah, you know? that's really, really, like, it's, it's the thing where it's like, it's recent news, but also it's old news, where it's like, it just keeps on happening, revealing the atrocities of our past. And just like Rob said, we live in a cemetery, in a graveyard, hurtling 10,000 miles an hour in outer space, thrown the ball, thrown into, you know, obscurity. We're going to drift off into nothingness at some point. Yeah, think about this. The first news, the first one that really that broke the news that kind of started the cycle is the reservation, the, the residential school at Kamloops. Loops. Mm. We are loops. just talking about that. We we're caught in these loops. Wow. These camera loops that Infinity. is capturing this this you know repetition and I think the other important thing to realize is like, this isn't that long ago. There are people that went to these schools, you know, and we're of course talking about the indigenous populations of, you know, British Columbia, Canada, United States that attended these schools. Once that, you know, people are still alive. They, they have memories of these, of, of these places. So, you know, it, when you think of long ago, if you think about Chris Columbus and all the movies he made, if that was a while ago, you know, this was even more recent than that. You know, here's the sad reality. Um, you know, we've been on the dark web. I think Rob mentioned that. And when you go off of, you know, broadcasting, you have some time to look around. And so I looked around and I found some very interesting things. There is a faction of the dark web that seeks to recreate past historical figures using artificial intelligence. So if you want to talk to a Christopher Columbus, you can go and talk to him. You want to talk to Napoleon, you can talk to him. The only thing is, you it's like a Ouija board, okay? It's like a te technological Ouija board. You invite them into your home, and it's a little harder for them to leave if they don't want to leave. You can't really force them to leave unless you have some extra manpower, some extra tech power. So what, what happened to me, my computer got fried. Genghis Khan fried my computer. Wow, that's crazy. You know, the thing they don't tell you about Genghis Khan is that he actually doesn't speak English. Yeah. I, he, Not at all. So you can't ask him to leave. I, I said, please. I said... You know, I, I tried to Google Translate, but even, you know, what I believed he was saying, I, you know, I, I tried to record it and put it in Google Translate. It wouldn't understand it because, of course, he's speaking a dialect from the 1200s. So it's just one of these things that they don't tell you um, in the dark web. There's no manual. And it's, a, it's harrowing because I had to spend basically an entire month battling with Genghis Khan trying to teach him English. And I w wasn't able to, so I had to swap out my computer. 
And that took me down pretty hard. So I, I've been working with, you know, um, herbologists. I've, I've been soaking it in, in basil and thyme, turmeric, you know, doing that kind of stuff, doing more, I would say, holistic healing on my computer this time around. Because I know that all the chemicals, it's just bad for my computer's skin. And I can really feel its pores, you know, really open and, and full of oils. So I didn't, I didn't want that to happen and to, and to break out again. But other than that, yeah, I mean, the dark web is a great place. You just got to really be careful who you talk to, who you invite in, because yeah, somebody will, will hack you. Right. And it, again, it's like, it's throwing us into the same cycle. So, you know, Genghis Khan is showing up and like, what if he like, you know, goes to in and out after, you know, this is the butterfly effect that we're talking about. Yes. It's, it's that, and it's the, the fact that now Genghis Khan is, is now contained, just like maybe a proton pack would in Ghostbusters, in a broken computer. Now, that's one version of Genghis Khan, right? And now, I, let's say I throw my computer away, my old motherboard. What's going to happen? Some little kid is going to hear the sound of the in and out, you know, in and out, you know, sound, and all of a sudden, they're going to turn on the computer Genghis Khan's going to possess them and we're not talking about ghost possession we're talking about artificial intelligence possession it's a completely new phenomenon and this is what we've been researching on the dark web and yeah and to add another layer to it we found that it's not just AI you know possessing living people they are possessing the dead as well yeah. All and right. Now think about that. We got AI possessed ghosts. Wow. So think about your haunted house. Now imagine if it was the movie Smart House, the Disney Channel original movie Smart House. That's what we're looking at. But instead of it being a banel, you know, I think it's like a really nice mom who was Leela and and um and married with children. And I forget her name. I think Kathy Najimy. Should I throw that out there? I don't think that's her. But let me just say, um, the entire smart house story is an allegory for what we're going to be going through. You're going to have windows that are locked, you know, shut with lasers because of what the dark web is doing right now. And of of course, that's just AI ghosts. Then what happens if you touch a you know, an outlet and all of a sudden you become possessed. And then the AI is now into you, the AI is into your dog, the AI is into your, you know, anything it could be into your tree. It, there's just no stopping it. And, you know, who was trying to tell us this from the beginning? When you look up Smart House, the classic film from 1999, hmm. it was directed by none other than LeVar Burton, folks. Take a look. Reading Rainbow? Exactly. It is in a book. Wait a minute. And we're getting schooled. LeVar Burton's been to the future. He was in Star Trek. Okay. We're talking about somebody experienced beyond what we have seen on this reality in this plane. Right? I think he was even a blind man who could see using some kind of scanner, some digital scanner 
in the future. So, I mean, you do the math right there, everybody listening. Somebody who was on a program teaching children literacy, reading Rainbow, goes on to star in a series where he cannot see without the use of technology. And then now they're talking about him possibly being the host of TV's Jeopardy. That's a combination of Deathly Hallows, of supreme intelligence, and the ability to use their senses like Daredevil, right? He spent a decade not being able to see, training his other senses. And so, yes, LeVar Burton is, is somebody to be afraid of, but also respected and revered. Completely. I think the most impressive part is that he's trying to teach us. You know, he is clearly in the scene. And, and just like us, Gio, he is trying to be a teacher. He's trying to show us the way, mm. you know, to take a look in those books, uh, to, you know, to learn about the smart house, to know all the trivia and Jeopardy. We'll have to watch those episodes very closely that he's on. Those are hints. I've, those are hints. Those aren't just like, you know, think about that question. You're answering with a question. Yeah, what is the something? You're asking him if it's correct. And I believe he has to check which reality he's in because, of course, every reality, one answer would be correct. So he asks, so he basically just says, he checks, oh, I'm in, you know, Galaxy Reality 32104. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Correct. Boom. Give him the points. So LeVar Burton showing us the way all the way from 1999. It has been a long time coming. And we have also, like I said, you know, the smart house mother is Leela from Futurama. So we're talking about future tech. We're talking about the, you know, outcome of the future. And this is uh, somebody who voice acted in one of the most iconic futuristic television shows that was probably one of the most you know, revered as far as like they had scientists, physicists on their writing staff. So, you know, they didn't take it as a joke. They took it very seriously. And so this is the kind of thing where you have to look at what they did in the past, tip your hat, boom. Thank you so much for that research. Now they pass the baton and it's Ghost in the Scene's turn. It's time for us to take up the mantle because you know, it's just like in Terminator 2 when Sarah Connor, also a buff mom, becomes super buff because she's like, I'm going to fucking take down the Terminator next time, not get lucky by crushing it with a machine. I'm going to fucking crush it with my muscles. That's what we have to do. I think both of us have been lifting a lot of weights lately, and it shows. It, I, my, my shoulders, they feel like watermelons right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I can, like, hardly, like, just, like, hold my hands together. It's just, like, the muscles yeah. are in the way. So I might actually, I've gotten to the point where I'm going to have to decrease some of my muscle size because yeah. it's really uh, inhibiting my range of motion. Actually, Rob and I were thinking for charity, we would um, give away our muscles to, to, to children that need them, you know, to eat. There are hungry children out there in the world cannibals and cannibals you know there are cannibal tribes that we have left alone and i think that's a, that's a, a shame because they need meat 
and we can give it to them. Our muscles will grow back. You know, our regiment, the way that Rob and I eat, we eat like Dwayne, the rock Johnson on his cheat day, pretty much every day. So the amount of muscle that we, we amass on a weekly basis, it's almost like, like sheep, you know, after a while sheep, they need to be sheared because it inhibits the, you know, their, the way they eat, the way they're able to get away from predators, their mating, right. All that kind of stuff. It's the same for us. Our muscles literally are exploding out of our bodies and it's because of ghosts. I, I think this is a, a perfect time to, to give everybody a, a helpful, healthy tool. Before you exercise, this is something that Rob and I do all the time. Perform an exorcism on yourself really quick. Do it really quick. Try to pull out the negative energy from you. And then you want to exercise with your exorcism. I want you to, I want you to think about what I just said. Exercise with your exorcism. And let me tell you something, you will burn more calories than you ever thought you could and build more muscle than you ever thought you could. And I mean, Rob is just nodding along because he knows just how true that is. I mean, it's, it's right there, everyone. It's in the words, right? Mm -hmm. So burn those demons, burn that fat. You know, fat is just demons that live, that live in your body. Exactly. And the thing is, we've already come to the conclusion that, you know, some fat is good. Some demons are, are good. We like demons that are nice to us, that give us good deals and that are, you know, sweet and honorable. There are also bad demons, right? I mean, obviously there's a spectrum and you have to accept that just like there's ghosts, good ghosts, bad ghosts, good angels, bad angels. You look at all these, you know, um, girls with shirts, like when I was younger with the Juicy Couture or like the Lisa Frank, you know, 99% angel, 1% devil. Are you going to throw her in hell for that? I mean, I think this is literally, a, you know, a question for the person at the gates of, of heaven. Would you throw out somebody that's 1% devil? And that's not something, you know, everyone talks about as if, you know, angels and devils are like, you know, two, two things. It's like they're polar opposite. It's black and white. It's one or another. And that's not, for, you know, that can't be further than the truth. You know, Lucifer himself was an angel. At one point. That's right. So we all, like we said, like I, we began the show, we contain multitudes. Uh, 99 angel to 1% devil is, I think, actually, you know, pretty it's a high ratio. That's a stellar. That's an A, almost an A plus. That's that's pretty incredible. But I think you know we all have our own chemistry that we're working with. Uh, if you were to you know we're testing ourselves on the daily, and depending on how much we work out, you might have more angel or uh, or devil. Exactly. But yes. we have to make sure that it's that it's right and that it actually matches our. Um, you know, our body chemistry as well. You don't want to be out of whack. What's good for me is not necessarily what's good for Gia. Yeah. Same, you know, other way around. Ask your local witch doctor, please, before you do any kind of power squats, you know, with a cross on your back, please ask a witch doctor, you know, ask a mystic, a palm reader, 
and get their, you know, get their ideas. Honestly, the next time you go to somebody with a crystal ball, just ask them, you know, hey, what do you do to keep in shape? And 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 ask them paranormally. Don't don't just say, you know, physically, because they're just gonna say, yeah, I, I do some Pilates, but everyone know, everyone knows that stuff. Say, listen, I know there's a little bit of magic that you do to keep yourself in shape. What do you? What is that routine? And you can learn from people. Honestly, I mean, the the idea of intention itself is its own form of magic. And so, intending, you know, to to burn more demons is is something you can do. And also, intending to burn more angels, keeping that balance, right? And so, there's tons of benefits that come with with uh, exercising we will be donating these for free for charity I, I think on the dark web our muscles go for tens of thousands of dollars which is great you know it's, it's it's really great to be doing that for people for the cannibals little cannibal children out there are, are going to be hungering for more ghosts in the scene literally for our for our you know our blood our meat so i feel really really happy about that and i really liked uh, what you were saying about, you know, the idea that angels and demons, they're like brothers, you know, it's like, they're from the same start, you know, and it actually ties with something we were going to be focusing on as the main subject of this episode. But is there anything else you wanted to, to talk about real quick? Before uh, no, we... what I was trying to say uh, before is just, I, I appreciate all your altruism. Geo and going out and finding the cannibal children mm. and being able to make sure they, they get those muscles and get them in a fresh and sustainable manner. I think it's something that is, you know, it really inspires me to, to do better in this world and to do better by this world. And we're doing this, like I said, out of the kindness of our hearts, right? And We'll do this again, and maybe next time we, we will even have a video where we do the handoff, you know, where we hand off the cooler full of our, our muscles. So um, look forward to that video coming on YouTube pretty soon. But okay, so let's get to the main focus of this episode. We have been gone for a while, and the world turns and turns, and it turns so fast sometimes that you get a little disoriented, right? News comes by. I've seen a bajillion movies in movie theaters. I've seen ghosts. I've seen zombies. I've seen aliens. I mean, there's tons of things that we could talk about, but nothing more pressing than our old nemesis, J.D., Johnny Depp. This isn't a full Depp step because this is about somebody else, but he's always involved. I mean, I, I don't know how many times we've had this conversation where we're, we're talking about something, and all of a sudden, it, it turns out he becomes a major player in the story. And this is just one of those times. So his ex-wife, Amber Heard, recently welcomed her baby, Unag, to the world via surrogate. And this is, I think, she's been separated from Johnny Depp for five years now. So I'd say... You know, long, long since separated, they're not, he's not the father of, of her child. And in fact, we looked as hard as we could find. We could not find somebody who is the father. As far as she, her being in a relationship with anybody, that's, she is a single 
person who gave birth via surrogate. And we've been asking people too, just on the street, hey, are, are you Amber Heard's baby daddy? Yeah, are you Unag's father? Are you Unag's father? We, all, we you know, get a lot of no's. And we get a lot of no's. And, you know, we don't just ask, you know, the, the guys out there, you know, if it's anyone that could possibly be a father. Like, we're not trying to look for, you know, male presenting people. That's right. You know, we're, we're asking everybody. We're asking bus drivers. We're asking, you know, people that work at the thrift stores, at Walmarts, because honestly, it could be anybody. Right. It's like a Notting Hill situation. Amber Heard could have been shopping at the local, you know, Jacksonville, Florida, Walmart and just said, hey, I want you to be the donor. You have a good jawline or something. You know, who knows? And I, I, I'll say I'll say it right now. I am not the father. As far as I know, I am also not the father. But that's that's kind of scary. Right, Rob? I mean, you kind of said it as far as we know. Until there's a DNA test, I don't think anybody will know. Anybody will be sure. It could be a thing where we were eating a slice of pizza and a soda. We put the soda can down in a tissue paper, and somebody swapped that and used our DNA. We could be silent fathers, all of us. Who knows? It could be a combination of millions of people. So, But that's not exactly what we're talking about, right? We're talking about the fact that her child's name, she chose, his name is Unag, which is, I believe, um, Scottish for pure or holy. Think about that. Pure, holy. Unag, right? Some Sounds like a spell to me at first. Then when you see what it means, then it starts to sound more like a story. I mean, think about it. This is a baby born of a, of a mother, no father. And then you have Amber Heard being the sole mother slash father to the child. What does that sound like to you, Rob? You know, I think of... Lots of different stuff. Uh, maybe little orphan Annie. Just yes. throw that out there. That could be it. That could be it. It could be Mewtwo from the Pokemon series. Mm. Now he was evil. I don't know if this child is evil. We don't know yet. We will find out very soon. You know, depending on if you know the omen kind of comes comes a crawling. But that's a possibility. I was thinking more biblical, right? This could be just like, you know, before what we've been waiting for all this time, the next Messiah, somebody, something pure, something holy, born of a, of a virgin mother. Wow. Well, that's amazing. But Gio, you said it's, it's a surrogate, right? So Amber Heard actually did not give birth to this child. And that's why Amber Heard is God in this story. Okay? Wow. And if you think about when we go back five years, we see God and the devil, friends, in love, you know, 
at the right hand of God was the devil, Johnny Depp, her husband. And betrayal, betrayal drove them apart. They separated. He was cast out of Hollywood, cast out of, you know, I think cast out of America into France. And of course, now he is where he is. And we have the next coming. We have the daughter of God, now born of a, of a surrogate mother. Basically, I mean, if you look, if you were to go back in time and see that story, I mean, that sounds like it's the story of, of Jesus himself. I don't think there's any refuting that. I mean, obviously, we've known Johnny's powers for so long. And, you know, it was so close to us all this time. And now that we're finally seeing that we finally know the face of God. And it's Amber Heard. And she was in Aquaman and possibly Aquaman 2. So, I mean, there's a lot to, to chew right there. We're going to be following this story very closely because if this is true, we may have found the next Messiah. And we don't want to put too much on that, you know, that young girl right now. She's just a baby. She has a lot of time to, you know, save the universe. But if this is, you know, what we say is true, I think we have a very bright future ahead of us, Rob. We do, and but I think you're right. We need to conduct some tests first, just to make sure. I think as she starts to get older, we should just leave some like some some like raw wood and nails mm. and a hammer. Yeah. See if she can make a chair out of it, you know? Leave a lot of water lying around and see see if she turns into to wine or milk or other kinds of, of liquids. Right. Oh yeah, you go, oh man, I only got this one fish. This sucks. Yeah, take yeah, let's take her fishing. Fishing camp. We'll all pitch in. We'll have every, all everybody in the scene will pitch in. We'll all go to fishing camp and we'll see how many fish we can throw away and just kind of come back with just one. And we'll see what she does. Right. I mean, this is a chance for everybody to to take a part in the next Messiah story and we can write it any which way we want, which is, I think, probably the better thing to do. I mean, I feel like no one's really talked about this before, and I certainly haven't even thought about this, but I think it's time the Bible gets a rewrite. Mm. And I think, you know, classic Hollywood reboot style. We could reboot it, you and I. We could write the next the next chapter of the Bible with this next Messiah story and come up with our own miracles for her to try. That's fascinating because it's been a while since there's been an, an update. You know, we had the Quran and then we had uh, you know the Church of Latter-day Saints had right, their like, version. Exactly, with the Joseph Smith version. But that was yeah. already a hundred plus years ago. I mean, we're talking I mean, you know, like like in the age of the reboot, I mean, that's old news. We got we got to have something new. Even if you talk about the Passion of the Christ, that's old news. That's like a two decades old. So we need something new, something now. And I think that Rob and I are at the heart of it. We are we are in the eye of the storm. We've been following the devil for for years. He has been an, an enemy of ours, a nemesis. And so in order for us to complete 
the cycle, right? To finish this loop. I think we have to understand, kind of take a couple steps back and understand the entire story and just see how this is a retelling of the Bible. And you know, who, who does that make us? We'll find out. I, I think we're, we're yet to find out that. But I think it's time we, we give ourselves a chance to write this and make it our own part of history. It's a very exciting time. And like we said, only, only time will tell. But that's how it is with the greatest works. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's tons of things that, you know, you can add on to the Bible, make it more exciting, make it more millennial friendly, make it more Zoomer friendly, TikTok, Bible kind of stuff. I mean, we're bringing it into the, in the 21st century. There's not going to be, you know, people walking everywhere. We're going to get Ubers. We're going to get, you know, gig economy kind of stuff. Uber Eats is going to show up instead of all of the, and the whole thing is she's going to pay for it all using someone else's credit card and but it's going to be a bad guy or something there's going to be different you know iterations that we're going to give you a strong female lead that's unag i mean that's already that's you know our bread and butter of hollywood right now so i'm really excited for this project rob and also the salvation of humanity that goes along with that that's always second best that's good too that's always a good consolation prize. Uh, I'm, I'm calling it right now that one of the, the miracles performed is being able to, to flip the water bottle and have it yes. land straight up. But every like, single time. Every single time. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see Unag being very good at balancing, you know, cups on her head, playing video games really well, you know, one shot killing everybody, no scope. There's tons of new miracles that, that we're going to be on the hunt for. Yeah, she wins every TikTok challenge, whatever yeah. it is. And she can she can automatically memorize every dance move. So yeah, uh, we're updating it. Send us some recommendations what you want updated for uh, our new Bible because we're open to some notes. Uh, we're, you know, we're just starting writing it, so you know, give us some some outline ideas, some new new fun challenges we could have the Messiah tryout because I mean, there's tons of things that in the modern day. You could have just used a cell phone back in the day and fixed all the, you know, all the world's problems. So now we have to do something a little more challenging, I think. We have to up the ante. Maybe get her on an episode of, you know, like uh, American Gladiators or something. You know, really try to like, you know, or maybe like a wrestling. The Olympics are starting. I know she's a baby. I know we, we might have missed the uh, entrance fee, but I mean, let's just see if we can get her in. See how good she is at the 100 mile, 100 meter dash. I mean, what? I mean, at this point, put her in every single category. Yeah, everything. Fencing, skateboarding. She could be the ball in shock put. And she could fly. Literally, she could fly, probably. She's the Messiah. I, if I were the Messiah, I would fly. I don't know about you. But, I mean, there's, let's, there's tons of stuff we could get into. But I think we should leave you guys wanting more on that. So X's and Y's, guys and gals, we're so happy to be back. Sorry we were, you know, gone for so long, but we are back. We're ready to bring you the truth. But um, until we are back 100%, everybody stay in the scene. Stay extreme. You know, another shout out to all of you that have been following us on the dark web. And so thank you so much for your support and all of your continued support on the show. Uh, And yeah, be extreme in your own lives too, you know, 
as we're saying, the paranormal is happening, happening everywhere. And you can take part of it in your own lives as well. Mm. It's so true. So take care, everybody. We will see you guys next week. We love you. Bye-bye.